Fan Junkies Radio is brought to you by FanJunkies.net, where sports meets social networking. Um, 
we are in at this point right now just hours away from Major League Baseball uh, starting up. Uh, first season opening game tomorrow uh, between the Texas Rangers and the Houston Astros. That's the only game that's currently on the schedule. The rest of the teams will all be kicking back up on uh, Monday uh, for their season openers as well. We do have, however, uh, still some exhibition games going on uh, around the leagues in both the Grapefruit League and in the Cactus League. Um, And let's see, right now uh, we've got a final. Uh, The uh, Baltimore Orioles uh, beat the New York Mets uh, 7-1. In the top of the seventh right now, uh, the uh, Philadelphia Phils are losing 6-4 to the Toronto Blue Jays. In the bottom of the seventh as well, the uh, Detroit Tigers, Tampa Bay uh, Rays are uh, tied. That game is 3-3 currently right now. Bottom of the fourth, the uh, Red Sox are beating the Twins 4-0. In the bottom of the fourth as well, the uh, Marlins are playing a, uh, I'm, I'm guessing it's uh, this is a real exhibition they're playing, uh, New Orleans, I'm, I'm suspecting that might be some minor league team or perhaps even a college team. I'm not 100% certain, but the 6 nothing there. Cubs and Astros in the bottom of the third. The Astros won nothing. And uh, that's our games currently over in the Cactus League. We do have a couple games in progress as well in the top of the fourth. The Texas Rangers are beating the uh, San Diego Padres 2 to nothing, And in the bottom of the third as well, the Milwaukee Brewers are beating the Chicago White Sox to nothing as well. But uh, baseball will be kicking up in earnest for real tomorrow. Uh, just out of curiosity, how many of you are really going to be tuning in to that one and only game uh, tomorrow here on Easter Sunday? How many of you are going to be tuning into that? I'm not sure if I'm going to catch that one or not. Uh, I believe it's an 8 o'clock start too as well. We've got some, uh, we had some action last night in the NCAA tournament. As we now have, we are now down to the Elite Eight, uh, and we have four games uh, now that are scheduled uh, between today and tomorrow. Uh, a couple of upsets there, and I, I, you know, I'm going to throw the question out there to all of you at this point. You know, how's your bracket looking? Um, because I took a bit of a couple of hits uh, last night, I believe, uh, and there, there's a couple here that I think are going to be, be some shockers that probably affected quite a few people's brackets. Uh, but last night, uh, the number one seed, uh, Louisville Cardinals, uh, uh, beat the Oregon Ducks 77-69. to Oregon was a 12th seed, uh, a rather uh, somewhat controversial, controversially low-seeded Oregon team. Many people kind of felt that they should have been seeded a bit higher. I was one of those that felt that. Uh, but nonetheless, they were no match for the number one seed in Louisville. Uh, we only have one number one seed remaining now in the uh, tournament as Kansas went down to Michigan, uh, losing last night by just two points. Michigan beating them 87 to 85. And I, for one, did not see that one coming as, in fact, I had Kansas going on to the final four. Uh, so that kind (laughs) of messed that side of my bracket up just a bit. The uh, Cinderella team, uh, Florida Gulf Coast uh, University Eagles, a 15 seed. Well, you had to know, I think sooner or later, I don't think really anybody kind of expected them to go much, much further. In fact, I know nobody expected them to get where they were uh, into the 
Sweet 16 round. But uh, uh, congrats to them for doing so. But last night they went down to the number three seed, uh, Florida. So uh, Florida won that one 62-50. And as I have been saying all week long, I dare anybody to call me up, 347-237-5373, and tell me that you had Florida Gulf Coast going anywhere in this tournament. Seriously. And if you did, then you're going to have to prove it to me by showing me a time-stamped bracket or something that uh, would show me that you had Florida Gulf Coast going anywhere in this particular tournament. Uh, Duke last night, number two seed, uh, took care of Michigan State, 71-61. That was a battle of two uh, almost kind of legendary coaches in uh, Coach K, Mike Krzyzewski, and uh, and Tom Izzo. Um and that was a, a good win for me as well because I've got Duke going on to the Final Four. In fact, I've got Duke winning the entire uh, tournament this year. Uh, but at this point right now, uh, my bracket's not looking too good as uh, both uh, Indiana are out of there. Uh, I had Indiana going to the championship against Duke. Indiana is out of my Final Four, as is Kansas. The only ones that I have remaining in uh, my Final Four are Duke and Ohio State. So I ask you, how's your bracket doing? You're doing any better than I am? Or perhaps maybe you're doing even just a bit worse. I'm not sure. I've heard some people tell me that uh, uh, that they were out of it uh, quite a while ago. So, uh, But that's what's happening in uh, the NCAA tournament today. Uh, we will have a, we have a couple of games scheduled uh, real quick here, the first uh, one will be a tip-off at 4.30, and that will be number four, Syracuse, going up against number three, Marquette. Marquette's been a bit of a surprise to me. I didn't expect them. In fact, I had them uh, getting knocked out uh, and not making it to the uh, Elite Eight. Uh, so they're a little bit of a surprise to me. Uh, I really don't have anybody that uh, I'm rooting for, particularly in that uh, particular matchup, uh, I guess uh, I'd have to go to Marquette a little bit, as I'm not really a big uh, Bayheim fan up there in Syracuse. So uh, that that game will be at uh, 4.30, and that will be on CBS. That's the tip-off time for that. Number four, Syracuse against number three, uh, Marquette. Then later on at 7 o'clock, you've got the number two Ohio State Buckeyes going up against uh, the number nine Wichita State Shockers. Wichita State, who uh, did an end to my 13-seed LaSalle Explorers the other night. Uh, Somewhat disappointing, albeit a great big shout-out to my alma mater, the LaSalle Explorers, for doing as well as they did and going further into the NCAA tournament than they had in since 1955. Uh, Just a, a great, great story for the LaSalle Explorers. Great story for Florida Gulf Coast University as well. So hats off to both of them. Hats off to both of them, but particularly a big shout-out to my LaSalle Explorers. So as I mentioned, uh, we're just hours away now at this particular time from Major League Baseball kicking up. And uh, my question that I throw out to you there, uh, are you excited about baseball season starting up? Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're nearing the end now on the collegiate basketball season. Uh, we only have, you know, uh, that'll be concluded pretty much by next weekend. Uh, by Monday will be the championship game next week. Uh, and so we kind of turn our sights 
you know, for, for those of us that are that are rabid sports fans like myself, we just kind of shift our sights constantly from one thing, one event to another. And so uh, we go right from the NCAA tournament. We've got Major League Baseball starting up tomorrow and, again, as I pointed out, in earnest on Monday. Uh, is that exciting to you? Uh, we also have the NFL draft coming up. Is that something you're tracking and you're following? This is a weak draft that's coming up in the NFL, um, uh, which is why I, I find it interesting that there is so, so much speculation. And I think that there's so much speculation about this particular draft because it is a weak draft. It's a weak draft from the standpoint of, of uh, quarterbacks. It's a weak draft from the standpoint of, uh, of a true offensive um, uh, characters, um, you're going to do fine if you're looking for offensive linemen. You're going to do fine if you're looking for defensive linemen, if you're looking for defensive secondary help. You're going to do okay there. Uh, but uh, from the standpoint of real exciting standout type of NFL caliber players coming out of this draft, it's it's a kind of a kind of a weak draft. And uh, I think that's what's led to so much speculation about uh the upcoming draft. Uh, nonetheless, it's 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 an exciting time uh, to be tracking that and speculating about it. And so I'm I'm more than happy to speculate along with you if you have any thoughts on the NFL draft. Three four seven two three seven five three seven three. That's how you get hold of me. Uh, Major League Baseball though kicking up as I pointed out. Now, are you excited about that? Is this something that you're really really looking forward to? Do you have a team that uh, you think? Uh, will be in the hunt this year. And just for the fun of it, I'm going to throw out, and you can mull this over and give this some consideration, and perhaps maybe you'd want to jump in and give your thoughts on it or uh, give me a holler with what you think about this. But way back on February 7th, uh, on our website, uh, frathousesports.net, I put out and uh, published my very, very early preseason predicts on who would be in uh, the Major League Baseball playoffs this year and who ultimately would end up uh, winning the World Series much later on. And this was way back on February 7th that I put this one together. And uh, so I throw this out there for your consideration. Uh, and I'm going to stand by this to the moment. Um, I have the number one team in the American League coming out of the West, and that would be the Angels Um the Anaheim Angels of uh, Los Angeles, uh, I've got, or the LA Angels, rather, of Anaheim, and uh, I, I'm putting them out there as my number one team. Number two, I've got the Detroit Tigers winning the Central. Uh, I've got the Baltimore Orioles winning in the East. So those would be your one, two, three teams. I've got the wild card teams going to, uh, in this order, uh, the Toronto Blue Jays as the number four team and the uh, Texas Rangers as the number five team getting that second wild card. In the National League, I've got the Nationals getting the number one team out of the East and winning the East. The Dodgers uh, winning the West and being the number two team. The Cincinnati Reds uh, winning the Central and being the number three team. So one, two, three there. And the wild cards would go in this particular order. Uh, the Braves would be the number four team. And the San Francisco Giants would be the number five team. Now, I took it even further. And uh, took it all the way to the World Series. And in the World Series, I've got the Washington Nationals playing the Angels. And I've got the Angels winning that series. So 
you know, I know yesterday I haven't had a chance to go through it all just uh, uh, go through it all yet. Uh, but I know uh, I believe it was just yesterday or it might have been uh, uh, Thursday. Uh, I got in the mail my Sports Illustrated and Sports Illustrated's got their baseball preview issue out. I haven't had a chance to take a look at theirs. I just glanced through it very quickly, and if I'm not mistaken, I believe they've got the Nationals winning the World Series this year. Um, but I had my preview out way back before they did, uh, way back in February. And so if you've got any thoughts on my predicts there, or if you think that uh, it might be something completely different than that, uh, please uh, don't hesitate to give me a holler here at 347-237-5373. Okay, um, I'm going to be bringing to you right now our five minutes of Sprite House number 82. Um, please bear in mind this is a video production, and you can find all of our videos uh, in two places. Number one, you could go over to YouTube, type in five minutes at the Sprite House, and you will get all of our productions there. They'll just come up for you. And the one, as I pointed out, you're going to be hearing here is number 82. And as I pointed out so many times in the past, um, it is frequently well worth taking a look at the video, despite the fact you're going to hear it here on the radio. Uh, it, it's well worth taking a look at because there are some things you will miss in the audio rebroadcast. There's some things that you just don't get a chance to see. Some of the things that go on between Sidekick and myself, sometimes they're quite amusing, and uh, sometimes they're just, you know, it's, it's a visual that you just got to have. So I would encourage you to go out to... Uh, YouTube, type in five minutes at the Frat House and you will find all of our productions. Or you can go over to our website, frathousesports.net. All right, frathousesports.net, and you'll find them there, along with other written content that we put up there all of the time. All right, there's articles up there. There's uh, we, We've got articles on Major League Baseball and the NHL, uh, NASCAR. Uh, we even have a, 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 a contributor right now who will be providing for us PGA updates every week uh, if PGA is your thing. I know, you know, we've got the Masters coming up here, I think, in about two weeks. So uh, this is a good time to be, uh, if, you're, if you're a PGA follower, this is a good time to be jumping in and checking out some of our posts on, uh, uh, over there on Frat House Sports if you're a PGA follower. But uh, we've got uh, articles up there on uh, MLS, Major League Soccer, um, NBA. All right, so there's it's an all sports all the time, uh, national theme. It's not locally based in any way whatsoever. Check it out, FrathouseSports.net. Um, the other thing I would encourage you to do as well. All right, and you can keep track of everything. You can keep track of what's going on on the website at FrathouseSports. Net. You can keep track of the videos that we put out uh, over on YouTube or on FradHouseSports.net. You can keep track of our Fan Junkies uh, radio productions that Jonathan and I do on Monday, Wednesday, uh, and Friday, along with our Saturday productions here. Uh, all of that, all inclusive, over at our Facebook page, which is Frat House Sports. All right, go to the go to your Facebook page, go to it, search Frat House Sports. Spaces in between. Um, frat space, house space, sports, all right, and give our page a like. And that way, then you're in touch with everything. You'll get all of the feeds and you'll get all of the notifications about anything new that is going on. 
I will come back on uh, once the uh, rebroadcast of this week's Five Minutes at the Frat House is concluded, uh, just to see if anybody has anything that they want to uh, yell at me about. If you want to holler at me for something, something on your mind, something uh, related to sports, uh, something perhaps maybe I just brought up with regard to the baseball season or the NCAA tournament or anything like that, I'd be more than happy to take your calls uh, once the rebroadcast of this week's Five Minutes at the Frat House has concluded. And at this point right now, let me bring you this week's Five Minutes at the Frat House. This is number 82. program here for you at the Frat House, uh, and five minutes at the Frat House with Frat House Mike and Sidekick, and we've got the Sweet 16 round of the NCAA tournament, uh, just started up about a half hour ago, going on right here, uh, live behind us here at the Frat House, and so you can expect quite a bit of chat uh, here, you know, going over everything that has happened so far in the tournament as we move into the second full weekend of all of the different events. Well, we've also got ourselves an MLS update tonight. Yep. Uh, we've got the real Major League Baseball starting up again in just three days. Uh, plus, we have our usual look at the NBA and NHL as we start to count down oh, the playoffs. Yes, can't wait. I know you can't. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it, it was a very tense and, and somewhat surprising conclusion to last week's fifth race in uh, NASCAR Sprint Cup Series, uh, and that's where we're going to start it off, uh, Sidekick, as we usually do, but this is a good one to start it off with, because, yep. my gosh, i got to tell you, that race down there at the Auto Club 400 in Fontana, California, that had to be one of the most exciting races I've seen in a long, long time. Just kept me glued to the television set for the last 50 laps. I sat there glued to it, and that was, despite the fact that, as usual here at the Fred House, we had three TVs going. Uh-huh. Yeah, of course we did. We had NCAA on one. We had the NHL Flyers game on another. But no, I'm zeroing right in on what was happening in Fontana. And the real tension came in the final lap. Um, as it appeared, it was coming down to a two-man jog, basically, between two of the best buddies out there on, on, on the racetrack in Denny Hamlin and Joey, uh, Joey Logano. As they were fighting it out to the finish line, Hamlin spun out hit the interior wall head on. Well, the most amazing thing to me was, as you see these two fighting for it, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, high side, here comes Kyle Busch, right by the two of them. Ever the opportunist. <laughs> lap leader for the entire race, 125 of the 200 laps, and he takes the high side and the checkered flag right past the ball. As all of this nonsense is going on right below him, where there goes Hamlin into the interior wall. Logano ends up coming across the line as well. Well, Kyle Busch got his first uh, win of the uh, new season here, fifth race. Others who came in the top five included Dale Jr. Oh, yes, he was, I'll tell you. Uh, included Dale Jr., who benefited from the melee himself and took second. Logano ultimately did cross the line. He came in third. Carl Edwards got fourth. And Kurt Busch came in fifth. Kurt Busch had a very, very good race there. Yeah. Uh, now, for his trouble, what did Denny Hamlin get? Well, he got an airlift uh, following the wreck to a local medical center where it was later reported that he suffered a lower back compression fracture <coughs> Excuse me, and will miss five races mm -hmm. and about six weeks. 
Um, and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a couple questions at you. First of all, uh, is that you? One would think that's gonna put him in serious jeopardy of probably making the chase uh, to lose that many to lose that many races. And he was running fairly well this year. Yes. Um, as an example, last year Mark Martin right. missed, missed five races, did not make the chase. Mm-hmm. Um, Denny's best hope is to come back, um, get a couple wins, get as many wins as he can, actually. Right. Uh, obviously, um, and hope that he can get a wild card. And that now the interesting thing though, this will be if Denny misses the race, the the chase. Right. This will be the first season um, of him missing it. Wow. He's made every, since he's been a, since he's been in Sprint Cup. Wow. He's made every se- he's made the chase every season. Ugh. So all right, a lot of talk, a lot of talk following that race. You know, was this just tough, hard nosed, honest racing, or was there some bad blood, some animosity here between these two guys? Who, you know, it's well documented. I mean, just the week before they almost got into fisticuffs following. Uh, the previous race, so yeah, Bristol, yeah. right? But I mean, is this was this hard? I mean, it looked, it looked, it looked, everything looked clean there, to, from 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 I think most well, perspectives. Do you think was there bad blood there? I mean, Absolutely, there, I think there, there was bad there blood. Probably there. Is. I don't, but I I don't I think, think it's going to get worse at this point. I I don't think there was malice. Okay. Or or you know evil intentions. Right. Uh, they were just racing each other hard. Had the incidents from last week not happened, would they have raced each other that hard? Maybe not. You know, I think they raced each other hard because of last week. I mean, it wasn't the first time during that race that those two were going neck and neck at it. Well, no, and and Denny Hamlin isn't the only person that Logano got got into it with. Yeah, right. You know, because he, you know, he, he ran Kurt Busch, down into the infield, yeah. he ran Tony Stewart down into the infield on the re- on the final restart. restart yep. Tony came at him, was throwing blows at him. You know, and you know had had some really nice words to say about uh, Mr. Logano. Uh, yep, yep. And uh, so you know, he's you know apparently you know he's a little po'd that he got let go from Gibbs. Logano, that is. Yeah. And, you know, he's with Penske this season, and it seems he's got a little bit of moxie going on. <clears throat> now, it's probably a good thing. We've got a week off right now before we go to Martinsville. Probably a good thing because it's going to let, hopefully, I guess maybe some things cool off. Yeah. No. But there's been a lot of, and no, it's not going to happen. <laughs> no. But there's been a lot of chat that, in fact, Logano might have a target on his back, particularly from one like Stewart. Uh, um, as we go into Martinsville, and that's a half, that's a half-mile track. Actually, I've heard that there's quite a few drivers that uh, are gonna be gunning it. Yeah, I think he's. Who really pissed me off? Yeah, that's what it sounded like. He's not making fans. No, no, not at all. Well, and I'm gonna tell you right now. I think uh, you know while we're talking about tempers cooling off. Uh, this extended break, you would think, would probably help Hamlin, but if, in fact, as it turns out, as, as Sidekick pointed out, it's very possible that Hamlin might not make the chase as a result of this, I would think there's going to be a little extra baggage of, of anger that uh, Hamlin's going to be carrying throughout the rest of this season well, as, it, as it goes forward. Of course, he's got to be I careful think, of doing anything because of the appearance, I would think. 
Well, I, you know, also, you know, he's going to hit, if he stays on schedule with his rehab, mm-hmm. he's due back in a car at Darlington mm-hmm. and that. And I'm sure that while he, you know, he'll be back as soon as he can get back, you know, I don't know how much he's going to want to go out there beating, banging yeah. cars around. You know, I'm sure he's still going to be sore. Now, you remember he had knee surgery uh, a couple seasons ago or last season, and, you know, and he was the warrior and, you know, did not miss a single race. Right, and right. And suffered through, you know, suffered through the pain and everything. Um, so, you know, I was even reading today where he's he's already planning getting back into the car. Um, well, obviously, I'm sure he is. I mean, <laughs> yeah. He's so, just, he, you know, he's the kind of guy that's got the look of somebody that's not going to forgive very quickly. Let's put it that way. Well, no, I I think <laughs> if the oppor- if the opportunity presented itself to you know give him a little bump and run, I you know I wouldn't be surprised if he you know he'd probably take a shot at him. Yeah. But right. I don't think you're going to see him getting out on you know, uh, like a Jeff Gordon Clint Boyer kind of. Yeah. No, I think this one has the t- potential though of being longer lasting. That's my point. I, I guess is what I'm saying. I think yeah. it's going to hang on. Of course it. I mean, you know, no. the six, you know, the six weeks, things may cool down between the two of them. Yeah. Right. You, you know what I mean? And you know, Logano. I'm sure Logano's going to have his hands full for the next six weeks mm-hmm. with Tony Stewart, Kurt Busch, you know, Harvick, and all these other guys. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, once you start racing people hard like that. They're gonna race you back. And you always hear the drivers say it. I'm gonna, I, I will race you the way you race me. Right. right. So I think you're gonna start seeing Logano having some problems. Maybe a couple DNFs. Maybe. Let's see how he reacts. To it. But well, with all of this uh, going on behind the scenes, it uh, changed the look of the leaderboard again. Uh, and take a look at that. There, you've got Dale Jr. now sitting atop the list. Uh, defending uh, champion uh, Brad Kozlowski, he moves down to number two. Jimmy Johnson holds up the tight to the number three spot. Uh, and with his top five finish at Carl Edwards, shot up from number eight to number four. Yep. Greg Biffle uh, stays right there at number five. Uh, biggest mover, guess it had to be Clint Boyer, who took a tumble this week, uh, dropping ten spots from number four to number 14. Yeah. Yeah, Ed, Edward, Edwards and Bush were the biggest movers up. Right. They both jumped up four spots. Logano, through all all that went on, he still moved up three spots. Exactly, he did. Hamlin dropped four. Yep, yep. All right, and so as I pointed out, no race this week in observation of uh, Easter Sunday, uh, but that will lead us up then later on to the half-mile track at Martinsville Speedway on April 7th. So no fantasy picking this week, yep. but uh, there's our... This week's there's our uh, this week's cumulative frat house NASCAR fantasy standings. Uh, noticeable absences uh, there from yours truly and psychic in the top ten. Still, hey, but we yep. moved up a little bit. It's well, you there. moved up. We're moving up I a didn't. little bit. All right. But my we, my my listen, trying to gamble. We got to keep. Not, our, I crapped out. We got to keep our eye on destructive divas as uh, they won their second race of the season already, placing themselves. Uh, uh, really, almost at the top of the list uh, for the chase. Uh, so we got to keep our eye on that one. So we'll take a couple of weeks off from racing. I but... move <laughs> for no man. Well, maybe that's what they're saying, but we'll see about that one. Wow, that uh, even sounds like Steph's voice. 
Whoa! <laughs> oh! Uh, see, nobody, nobody's protected on this show. Uh, we're going to take a couple weeks off from racing. Uh, we'll be right back at it, though, next week with Fantasy Picks in preparation for yep. Martinsville next weekend. And we'll even have NHRA. Uh, coming up next. So that'll, we'll, we'll actually we'll, do we'll, a report we'll, on that in, in two weeks. Yep. Yes, we'll be doing a report on that in two weeks. Uh, we had such a full program last week, we didn't get a chance to take a look at Major League Soccer and to give an update yep. on that. Um, and now, at this point right now, I was looking over the league today. It looks like pretty much we've got four matches pretty much taking place across the league on almost all the teams. And I did notice we had a little bit of a change going on over in the Western uh, Division. So yep. give us a quick update on what's happening uh, right. in uh, MLS. Yep, we're we're like you said, we're about four weeks in or so. Uh, so in the Eastern Conference, we still got the uh, Montreal Impact there, uh, undefeated, uh, sitting on 12 points at the top of the uh, Eastern Conference. Uh, the Columbus Crew with seven points, they're two one and one. Mm-hmm. Um, just real quick for those, in case we have some fans that are not soccer fans, uh, scoring it's kind of like hockey a little bit. Uh, three points for a win. Uh, no points for a loss, and one point for a tie. So, in case you were wondering how the points are done up. Um, and then in the Western Conference, we've got uh, FC Dallas uh, with nine points. They're 3-1-0. and no. uh, And then we have Chivas, uh, seven points. They're 2-1-1. and one. Right. Uh, my union uh, did what they played this past weekend. Uh, it was what they call a friendly. It's uh, international. Yes, they're actually they're uh, they're two and one right now, yep. and they play Saturday against those dreaded New York Red Bulls. That's right. That's right. I did see Saturday I night in, in New that. York. That's right. That's yep. Right. All right. So, so we'll see if we can continue. There you are. We've got you up to date with uh, Major League Soccer. We'll be coming back at it next week, and we'll take a look at that one. Now, where's that game in Philadelphia? Is that in Philly? No, or? that's in New York. Oh, it's, it's in New York. Okay, so you're not going to be there, unfortunately. No, right. I usually don't tra- do be, the traveling. That games. would be a shame. I, I was kind of, I was kind of hoping that was going to be at home and we could get an update from you, you know, live on Facebook. Or something. But well, we'll we'll play him a little later. <coughs> oh, I know, I know, we're working on it. All right, it'll Christmas. be a slugfest. Uh, we got other things that are finally upon us, and uh, now we're just a few short days, really just just a matter of hours now, uh, when in fact the Texas Rangers and the Houston Astros. We'll kick off uh, this year's Major League Baseball season. One custom on through all the years baseball. baseball. Um, all the other teams will be kicking it up on Monday. So there's really only one game, and that'll be a Sunday night game on Easter Sunday uh, between the uh, Texas Rangers and the Houston Astros. Uh, real quick, though, uh, obviously both the Grapefruit and the Cactus Leagues are winding down uh, over in the uh, Florida League, uh, which is the Grapefruit League, Baltimore Orioles have continued to be the, they've been the top the, that, that that whole league, if you want to call it that, all exhibition long. Uh, right now, 18 and 9, your cards, 15 and 14. Uh, my fills, pretty much where I predicted them to be, uh, where I think they're going to be at the end of the season. They're 15 and 15 with a 500 record. Out in Arizona, uh, look at the uh, Kansas City Royals. I've been bringing them up now for a couple of weeks. Twenty-three and seven in their exhibition record. I'm telling you right now, listen to me. Watch the Royals. I was going to say the Royals haven't the really Royals. been relevant since George Brett, right? Watch the Royals. I have a gut feeling. 
Um, I goofed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but you're going to call me on it already? My gosh. Uh, and the Los Angeles reputation, uh, representatives uh, have not done very well uh, so far. The Dodgers, 11 and 19. L.A. Angels, I know this won't come as any sadness for you, uh, 9 and 18 in the... Uh, uh, in the uh, in exhibition season, uh, dead last in the Cactus League. Just remember, you can't buy championships. Uh, listen, all of that, however, makes absolutely no never mind. All right, no difference whatsoever, as uh, it all starts for real, and we start counting the true black and white numbers come Sunday and Monday. Uh, and you can bet we'll be bringing you updates on Major League Baseball yep. next week. And the Cubs will be crying. All right. So let's go take a look at, uh, as I pointed out at the top of the show. We're in our second big weekend right now of the NCAA tournament. Uh, just kicked off uh, behind me. Number three, Marquette, taking on uh, number four, Miami. Uh, and also going on simultaneously just about 15 minutes ago, number six, Arizona, going up against uh, number two, Ohio State. That started about 15 minutes ago. Uh, we have one big game that's coming up here for all of us at the Pratt House, and that will be a 10-15 tip-off. I'm going to get to that one in just a moment. Uh, but let me ask all of you out there, uh, how's your bracket doing, huh? Seems to me, uh, Psychic, there, there, there have been some upsets this season. Yep. Obviously, there's always going to be upsets. But, you know, to me, it doesn't seem that some of the upsets have been quite as devastating as they have been in past years. You, you haven't had quite the bracket crumbling types of upsets as we have seen in years past. Now maybe 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 you'll say, well, that's easy for you to say, Mike. I don't know. I don't you know. But like, well, we'll, I, I'll I'll save my. Okay. All right. That is now. Let's take a look at it. That is unless you know you had one of these teams up behind me going to the final four or even further because these are all teams that were favored to advance further into the tourney but did not. Okay. Um, wait, wait. All right. Go wait, ahead. Honestly, who who had Gazanga? Gonzaga. Gonzaga, yes. Go, oh, wait. That's right. Jen did. Now listen, don't get me wrong. I think there were a lot of people that had Gonzaga. Now, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, they were a number one seed. We talked about it before. They went down to a number seed, uh, number nine seed in Wichita State last week. And that may have hurt a lot of people, and I think there were probably some people that got, got, got sniped by that one. They weren't expecting Gonzaga to go down. Nice, particularly that early in the tournament. But we all talked about it here. You and I had talked about it. We had talked yeah. about it amongst ourselves. Kind of, we kind of felt it was they a were, weak. It was a weak number one. Yes. You know, absolutely. So let's get that one straight. We 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 got that one out of the way. They all couldn't. Right. They couldn't even pull the wool over my eyes. Look, look at there. All right. Now that's not to say that there weren't some people that obviously maybe the brackets all apart as a result of it. The other one, however, that I think is the most devastating off of this list, number two seed, Georgetown. Uh, the Georgetown Hoyas losing in the first round to a number 15 seed, Gulf Coast, uh, uh, Florida Gulf Coast University. Let's get this one straight. Nobody. Nobody. I'm sorry, I don't care whether you tell me you did or you didn't. You're a liar. Okay? Nobody had Florida Gulf Coast University advancing. And certainly not making it into the Sweet 16, which is where they are right now. All right? That Georgetown loss, I'm telling you right now, probably hurt a lot of people. Uh, and it hurt me as I had Georgetown advancing to the Elite Eight. But not crippling. 
All of my Final Four teams are still in the mix at this moment. Let's talk Cinderella's, and that will mean that we move forward. Who are the true Cinderella's? Well, all right, yes. You have to put Florida Gulf Coast University in the mix. You have to put them in the conversation. But you've got to put a team that's near and dear to the heart of many of us right here at the Fred House, and that's my LaSalle Explorers. Yes, I'm a proud alumnus of LaSalle. And those guys, a number 13 seed, right now going to be playing this evening against uh, Wichita State. All right? And could advance themselves uh, into the Elite Eight at that point. All right? You could also make an argument for Oregon. You, you could, although I think Oregon was one of those teams that was mistakenly ranked a number 12 team. I right. really, really do. I think that was a weak seeding. I do not understand. Look. I could see Oregon not getting a 1, a 2, maybe even a 3. But to have them ranked as a 12 in that particular... That bracket psychic uh, uh, was just messed up. That whole Midwestern bracket was just messed up. It was loaded with way too many strong teams. As, right, because that's what we were won. talking about, because Duke, Duke, Duke was won. in there, because Duke, Duke was a 2. Louisville's 1, yep. Duke was a 2. Yep. Yeah, you know. So that whole bracket is just, is in my opinion, it's just way too overloaded. All right? <laughs> but uh, Cinderella's, I can make a case for the fact that I frankly think that LaSalle is a bigger Cinderella than Florida Gulf Coast. Not too many people are going to listen to me. But I want you to consider for one moment that LaSalle had to play that play-in game against Boise even to get to the field of 64. So, in fact, they played three games in five, in five days last week and won all three of them. So, uh, from all of us here, 10-15 tip-off tonight, we're going to be right there going up against Wichita State. You can bet that we are going to be rooting on our LaSalle Explorers right here from the frat house. So, i got to ask you real quick, how is your bracket doing? Well, you know, uh, not too bad. Uh um, there's our standing. Yep. I've still got my final four still intact. Yeah, very good. And uh, I seem to be tied yes, with you are. one frat house mic. Yes, you are. You are tied with so yes. it. And we will see how things progress as we go forward over the course of the next four days. I'm um, trying to think what do we got. We got four games today, four games tomorrow. That's eight. Yes. And then we'll have another. Uh, uh, we'll have four. another. Four. Right. So. Yep. Uh, 12 games. We'll see where things stand after 12 games as we proceed forward at the yeah. conclusion of Sunday. But no, no we'll see nice it. Job. We'll see if my uh, nice my, my luck is uh, starting to turn. All, all of these folks here, uh, almost every single one of them, good friends and fans of the Facebook page, and that's how you jump in with us, and that's how you do this sort of thing. And up at the top there is our buddy Uncle Mark. All right, so good job, Dan. All right. Um, There's something screwy around here. All right, then you're going to guess what? We're going to be talking Final Four at this time next week. Final Four, that's where we're going to be going. And we'll be tracking all the games as we go, as I just pointed out, as we go through the weekend. Uh, real quick, let me go do the Frat House Facebook post of the week because that kind of ties in. Uh, sorry, I hate to do this, but i got to do a little self-promotion. I mean, we're doing an awful lot of, hey, what's, what's our favorite thing? Well, i got to do a little bit for my LaSalle Explorers. The most viewed post. And I'm, I, I mean, I'm not making this up. I didn't just pull this one out. It was the most viewed post this week on the Frat House Sports fa Facebook page. Uh, was one that I put up immediately following LaSalle's Sunday night evening victory over Old Miss, where I posted, "The Frat House has erupted. Congrats 
to our LaSalle University Explorers basketball, and truly, it did erupt. I mean, there was just cheers and, and, and jumping and what have you going and on. And clean up on aisle three. <laughs> it got the most views uh, and numerous comments, and uh, there you go. Keep those posts and the likes coming. Um, listen, we picked up 11 new fans just in the past, like, 10 days or so. Uh, and so we encourage everyone out there to please get your friends and family to like our Frat House Sports Facebook page as well. Keep our numbers going north. Please, north. That's where we want to be going. All right? Get everybody out there to help us out. All right, let's hang around the basketball court real quick uh, for just a few more moments, and we're going to hang them up over in the NBA because we only have about 12 games remaining. And what has felt like it's been a rather fast-moving season, uh, let's take a look at our division leaders. Over in the Atlantic Division, the uh, <coughs> excuse me, New York Knicks, Continue to hang in there at the top of that division. They're 6-4 and four in their last 10, and now two and a half games in front of the Brooklyn Nets uh, in the Central. And, and they've the, uh, clinched. Go ahead. They've clinched. <coughs> Everybody's actually clinched right now. Oh, yes, all, the they have all, all, all the leaders all six have, clinched. Of them have clinched. Okay. Uh, the uh, Knicks are now two and a half games in front of the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Central continue to be dominated by the Indiana Pacers, five games in front of the Chicago Bulls. Southeast Division, Miami Heat. It came to an end last night. Oh, you're such a hater. Came to an end last night. <laughs> yes, I am. Came to, uh, came to an end last night. Chicago Bulls took down the uh, Miami Heat. Uh, and so now they're 9-1 in their last 10, as opposed to being, what were they going for? Their 28? They were going yeah. for the 28th last night, I think it was. Uh Nonetheless, they're 16 and a half games in front of the Atlanta Hawks. North, uh, West, Oklahoma City Thunder still ahead. Four and a half games in front of the Denver Nuggets. Uh, L.A. Clippers, uh, eight and a half games in front of the Golden State Warriors. And the San Antonio Spurs, seven games in front of the Memphis Grizzlies. Okay, there's our round ball picture for this week. I'll bring you a playoff update next week. Uh, we got just a bit more basketball business. And that's our new feature here that uh, we promised that we I promised it two weeks ago, Sidekicks, and mine, uh, we did the, the best two weeks ago. Yep. We're going to take a look at the worst event we've witnessed in basketball. And so what do you have, Sidekick? For my worst event, I went with the Malice in the Palace, <coughs> November 19th, 2004. Yeah. You'll remember our good friend, yeah. Meta World Peace, uh-huh. a.k.a. I was wondering Ron, whether you were going to use his real, his, his a.k.a. Ron Artest mm-hmm. and the uh, Pacers-Pistons brawl, which was a uh, a rematch of the previous year's yeah, uh, actually, yes. uh, Eastern Conference uh, Finals, uh, where the uh, Pistons had gone on to win the championship. Yep. Uh, with basically about a minute left in the game. Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, Ron Artest got a little chippy, and uh, some blows came out, and then he decided to take out a couple fans after a while before coming back onto the uh, the, uh, the the floor. The yeah. floor, yeah. I was going to say field. Onto the floor, and then take a couple more people out. Yeah. Uh, so... Total of nine players suspended for 146 games and $11 million in 
fines. Went to a basketball game and a hockey game workout. Yep. <laughs> Five players charged with assault. Insane. And <laughs> you put that out as the worst only because it really, I mean, you, you know, it's funny. When you see that sort of thing happen in hockey, you kind of sit back and you just kind of chuckle and laugh. i, I got to tell you, that particular night as I saw that, I wasn't laughing. It, it was It was a disgrace. No, it was. I mean, come on. I mean, it's it's one thing. It's it's one thing when you have two players, things get yeah, a little heated. Starts giving a push. But two, you yeah. know, I mean, you know, when you saw, you know, just from the on, you know, the the start of it with Ron Artest just pushing the guy, you know, and then to go into the, you know, into the well, crowd and start. I mean, they obviously the fans were throwing stuff. Yeah. But the fact, you know, you still have to maintain some composure. A lot of it, though, was created by the fact too that Wallace just wouldn't cool off. Right. I mean, our test, our test was trying to was actually sitting over on the bench, and he was being uh, actually guarded guarded really by Robinson, and he was trying to cool him off. And our test was sitting. It was Wallace that just wouldn't get. He wouldn't give it up. He just yeah. kept roaming around like as if he was going to come after him. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Artest then did, in fact, I mean, he ended up going into the stands. That's when things, that's when all hell broke loose. Yep. It was a mess. The Donnybrook. Oh, my God. It, it was uh, uh, not pleasant to watch. Like I said, you see it in hockey, and you sit back and go, and you kind of chuckle. But, all right, nice nice pick on that one. Now, uh, I'm going to use the term worst uh, as to kind of describe my most disappointing. Um and if I go there, uh, then I have to go to the Sixers and Lakers NBA Finals in 2001. Uh, not because uh, the Sixers won the first game in Los Angeles and then promptly proceeded to lose <coughs> excuse me, the next four in a row, three of those at home in Philadelphia. Not because of that, <coughs> but because of the incredible season that Allen Iverson uh, had. You talk about a guy carrying a team on their back, and that's exactly what Allen Iverson did. Um, that's really when it comes right down to it. You take a look at that 2000-2001 Sixers team. It's not loaded with stars, all right? Uh, this was a team with Eric Snow, good player. Uh, you had Matumbo on there, good defender. Uh, you had an aging uh, Aaron McKee uh, and, and an inconsistent Matt Geiger coming off the, uh, coming off the bench. The Sixers ended their season 56-26. to That was their record. And really, without a doubt, most of that was thanks to Allen Iverson. Iverson had an all-star season. He played 42 minutes a game, averaged 31 points per game. Many of those games during the season, many people seem to forget, he exceeded 50 points in many of them. Uh, in game one of the finals here, uh, Iverson scored 48 points. And to me, the most disappointing... Uh, uh, it, it had to be the most disappointing, as I pointed out, not because of the fact that I thought that the Sixers were the most deserving. In fact, I felt that the Lakers were really the better team. But I wanted to see the championship won and as a reward, not for me as a fan, but for Allen Iverson. That's who I wanted to see it won for. I felt he deserved, even more than the Philadelphia fans or the Sixers fans, to get that championship. All right. Now, we've got uh, that, that one. That one's mine. There you have it. There's my... There's my worst moment. Disappointing. We got baseball kicking off in just a couple of days. As I mentioned earlier, so in two weeks, Sidekick and I will be bringing you our best moment in baseball. All right? In the meantime, do us a favor. Get over to our Facebook page. 
Frat House Sports. Let us know what your favorite moment in baseball was. We'll give you a shout out on that one. All right, let's real quick take a look at uh, the NHL. No major division changes over there, uh, as we have just about 15 games remaining in the season. Take a look at the division leaders. Uh, note, as I pointed out, no changes necessarily. Pittsburgh Penguins, <coughs> 15 points ahead of the New Jersey Devils in the Northeast. Montreal Canadiens uh, hang up there just one point uh, ahead of the Boston Bruins. Winnipeg Jets, uh they are uh, six points ahead of the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, Chicago Blackhawks now have lost. They've lost four games now. All right, it wasn't that long ago we were talking about them. You know, not losing a game now. They've lost four. Well, you were talking about it. Yeah, uh, uh, you're talking about it now. Fifty-three points, fourteen points ahead of the new uh, second-place uh, team at Detroit Red Wings over in the Northwest. Minnesota Wild. Uh, Forty-two points in there, tied with the Vancouver Canucks, and in the Pacific Division. The Anaheim Ducks, they lost four in a row this week. First time that Anaheim has really, really not looked too good. But, you know, some, for some reason or another, the L.A. Kings just can't seem to make any ground uh, because they keep losing as well. Um, the Ducks are still 10 points ahead of the L.A. Kings. All right. And I will bring you our playoff picture next week when we have a little bit more time. Well, we will have more time because we won't have NASCAR updates and that sort of thing. But... I was going to ask how much longer we got to go. Aren't the ponds melting already? <clears throat> worried about the ponds melting? Is that what you're worried about? Well, you know. Worried about it the is ponds. spring. Uh, you know. it you're, you're, you're playing on ice? It sure doesn't feel like it. All right, let's get, uh, run around real quick. Scott, uh, make sure you jump over and uh, check out fanjunkies.net, uh, where sports meets social networking. Completely free. Take you just a couple of seconds. Sign up. Nothing filled with a bunch of sports geeks like... Uh, like Sidekick and I. Fan Junkies Radio. Going strong. Jonathan and I. we got some great, great programs coming up for you tomorrow. Actually, we're going to do a fun one. Tomorrow's all geared around best sports-themed movies. So that should be a good one. We're looking forward to pulling that one off. Herb FM dot, uh, Sports. Herb FM Sports. They're rebroadcasting our programs right here from five minutes at the front house. They do that for us a couple times a week. Um, get over there, HerbFM.com. That's how you find them. Check the schedule and you'll find us there. TLW83 rebroadcasts all of the Fan Junkies programs, which means they rebroadcast the program that I do on Saturday, which is Frat House Saturdays on Fan Junkies Radio. And FratHouseSports.net. I did a lot of work on it this week. Got a lot of new content up there. In fact, we have somebody that's going to be doing uh, PGA updates for us every week. How do you like that one? Nice. I think that's very cool for our PGA fans out there. Yeah, we're even covering that one. All right. And so we're covering it all for you. I'm not going to ask you to do something for me. All right. Since we're going to cover everything for you, i got to have you do one thing. Keep us real, keep us live, and keep us gone. We'll see you next week. Enjoy the tournament. Happy Easter. Hamlin gave him a shot. Come on, to go. Outside, barely. Outside. Hamlin there. Logano to the bottom, trying to hold his ground. That's going to be tough, though. But he, he's been running good on the bottom. If he could just clear Hamlin right there. No way. He's going to lose his momentum. They're going to touch hard. Are they going to make it? Make it back. Got Got on the back. Side by side. Losing it. Watch out for the third place car. Kyle Busch, he's looking. Thanks. Hamlin edges ahead. They, get, they touch. But they they touch Hamlin. Come on, Kyle. Hamlin, he got on the ball. Hamlin's getting down the racetrack. Get
in the NBA uh, with the Miami Heat. And, of course, that one just came to an end uh, the other evening at the hands of the Chicago Bulls. Uh, and now we've got another streak going on, this one over in the NHL with 15 wins in a row by the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, and they're looking very, 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 very strong uh, as we head in. You know, and this is a shortened season. So, you know, just about, as we've seen, just about anything can happen. Uh, in the uh, end of the first period, at the end of the first period right now, the Carolina Hurricanes are uh, right now ahead of the Winnipeg Jets. They're winning two to nothing. Uh, and at the end of the first period, the Nashville Predators and the Colorado Avalanche have skated to a 0-0 tie. All right. And so there you are up to date. And as I pointed out, there's going to be a whole load of uh, additional NHL games as we go through the rest of the day and into the evening. Lots of games on the schedule for today. But you're up to date for the moment. All right. So anything on your mind in the last uh, number of moments? Uh, again, you can catch me here at 347-237-5373. Um, we are currently right now in week 13. This is my 13th broadcast here with you on Frat House Saturdays, bringing you five minutes at the Frat House here on Fan Junkies Radio Network. Uh, and when I say network, that's exactly what Fan Junkies Radio is. It's a network. Because we have numerous programs, uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 12 noon. Make sure you're tuning in to Jonathan Regis and myself for our regular Fan Junkies radio program. That's on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern time. Uh, terrific, terrific programs we have had recently. Uh, and we have a lot of special guests uh, lined up to come to you in the next number of weeks. Uh, and so you can... Be guaranteed uh, that just great programming is going to be continuing to come to you from uh, Jonathan and myself uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at noon right here on Fan Junkies Radio. Jonathan also has WrestleChat going. WrestleChat, he is on there with uh, our buddies uh, Brett Clan Daniel and uh, Jim Williams. And uh, that's been uh, airing on Tuesday evenings uh, at 9 p.m. WrestleChat. If, if, you're, if you're in the wrestling and, of course, we've got the big WrestleMania uh, contest coming up uh, very shortly. I believe that's next weekend, actually. Um, you, 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 want it, you need to be checking in with WrestleChat. And, and John and uh, Brett and Jim. Uh, Brett Clendaniel, of course, runs the WrestleChat. I think it's WrestleChat.net. I think it's .net. I hope it's .net. If it's not .net, it's .com. WrestleChat uh, or, uh, you know, uh, website. So you need to... Uh, check that one out as well. They've got a tremendous guest coming on on this Tuesday evening. You're you're going to want if you're an old timer who who followed wrestling, you know, uh, you know, back in the day, you're going to want to tune in on Tuesday night at nine o'clock. They've got George the Animal Steel coming on. Uh, that should be a lot of fun. I am sure. I, you know, and I got to be honest, I'm not a wrestle. I'm not a wrestling fan at all, at all, in the least. I am not. But I think I'm even going to have to tune in for that one because that should be a lot of fun. So that's this Tuesday evening at 9 o'clock, WrestleChat uh, with Jonathan Regis, Brett Daniel, and uh, Jim Williams. And you got to check that one out on Tuesday night at 9 o'clock right here on Fan Junkies Radio Network. Got to give a shout-out as well to my good buddies up in Beantown, um, Scott Blooney and, uh, and uh, John Leary up there who are now running our sports blogger. Our sports blogger radio program right here on Thursdays 
at 1 p.m. on Fan Junkies Radio Network. Sports blogger, everything you want to know about Boston. Boston? You want to, you, you need your Boston update? Well, these are the guys you want to check it out with. Uh, they, they, they cover everything. Anything and everything Boston-related sports, you got these guys, they break it down really, really well. I, 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 I got to tell you, it, it, their entire program the other day was just about the Bruins. I mean, you got. I'm telling you right now, you got everything you need to know about the Bruins from them in about 30 minutes. Boom, right there. You got to check these guys out. So uh, you can bet if you're a Patriots fan, Celtics fan, uh, Red Sox fan, uh, and I'm, I, I would suspect with baseball season kicking up this week, I don't know for sure what their what their program's going to be this week. I'm going to bet it's going to have a little bit of Red Sox flavor in it. That would be my suspicion with baseball season kicking up this week. And so many changes going on over there with the Red Sox. So uh, I'll be tuning in. I always tune into uh, Sports Blogger, despite the fact uh, I'm not a big, big Boston fan. But uh, I, I, I do like my buddies up there in uh, in Beantown uh, with uh, with Scott and uh, with John. Great, great program right there. Check it out. One o'clock on Thursday, and then of course uh, Frat House Saturdays right here with uh, myself uh, every Saturday afternoon. Now. For those of you that might be regulars and have been listening in for the past 13 weeks, or maybe you've jumped in just in the past couple of weeks, um, I've been coming to you right now at 3 p.m., and I'm going to change that time, and I'm going to announce it right now, starting next week, April 6th, all right, with our 14th episode of Frat House Saturday right here, uh, I'm going to be moving it back to 1 p.m. With the weather getting nicer and, and, and the days getting longer my thinking was that perhaps maybe 1 o'clock would be a better time to catch up with a lot of you folks. 3 p.m., I have a feeling a lot of you are going to be getting – listen, I know I want to get out. You know, I want to get it's, – it's, the weather's getting very, very nice. We've got a lovely, lovely, wonderful day here at the frat house today. Temperatures have got to be getting close to 60 degrees. It's a beautiful afternoon here. You know, so 1 o'clock, starting next week, April 6th, I'm going to be coming to you at 1 p.m. here on Frat House Saturdays. And uh, I'm going to take that right through to, like, September 7th or thereabouts. We'll be coming to you every Saturday at 1 p.m. All right? And then after after September 7th, we'll probably push it back to the 3 p.m. slot. All right? Also, I want to give a shout-out and a big, big thank you to our buddies down at CLW83.com. And that's my buddies, uh, Jim and Carl. They rebroadcast all of our frat house programming. All of it. Okay, if it's Sports Blogger, if it's Wrestle Chat, if it's Fan Junkies Radio, if it's Frat House Saturday, they rebroadcast all of that for us over at CLW83.com. So a great big, great big thank you to both Jim and Carl for doing that for us. That is, that's tremendous stuff. All right. So please keep in mind all of our programming, all of our unique programming that we have going on here at Fan Junkies Radio Network. Uh, one more time for you. Oh, I've got a I've got a call. Let me take that call real quick, and it might be uh, this might be somebody I know. I'm not sure. We'll check this one out. Alrighty, there. How are we doing this afternoon? Hey, good afternoon, brother. Oh man. Okay. I thought it was. I thought. I thought it was my. I thought it was my good friend Mark. Yeah, How are we doing today, dude? I'm great. I'm great. I just got done work. Yeah, uh, I figured you 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 said you had to be in at like seven a.m. this morning. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm going. I'm going on like four cups of coffee, two Mountain Dews, and I'm feeling fine. <laughs> you mean you're um, not you're, you're not you're not chugging down a little bit of that Clint Boyer five hour energy? 
<laughs> no, you know what happens? That makes you really aggressive, and you, you know, that oh. leads to stuff. and you start wrecking into walls and stuff. I yeah, see. Precisely right. I'm chasing people down pit road. Listen, <laughs> I, I wanted to. I of course didn't hear any of this. I'll have to listen on archive. But here, yep. I know that there was conversation that you were going to discuss uh, movies, favorite uh, sports-related movies, and I had two I wanted to throw out. Go ahead. All right. Uh, uh, for, for the listeners, real quick, for the listeners that, that, that might not be familiar with what Mark is talking about, uh, yesterday, Jonathan and I on Fan Junkies Radio, we did a whole bit, and we broke it down. And, in fact, I'm working on getting this up on our websites, on fanjunkies.net and over also on spreadhousesports.net. We did a whole breakdown by category of what we felt were the best sports movies by different categories. So we went baseball, football, basketball, hockey. Uh, we went boxing, and then we had other. So uh, it got tremendous listenership, and a lot of people are jumping on it. And like I said, you got you know, once once I get it written up, it'll be over on fradhousesports.net, and it'll also be up on fanjunkies.net. I'm hoping maybe to have that up today. You'll be able to vote on these. But go ahead there, Mark. What, what do you got? Yeah, yeah. And again, you know, I don't know if these were brought up or they were mentioned, but these two, there's two that jump right out at me. And I thought of him driving home and I said, I hope I catch him before he gets off the air. Uh, Baseball movie, baseball movie, uh, favorite uh, baseball movie has to be Eight Men Out, right? What a a tremendous story. What an awesome cast. And uh, really a pretty, pretty good history. I mean, they were pretty faithful to the history uh, of Landis being the first commissioner and how he reacted to uh, to to that scandal. And as we know, those guys don't even appear, you know, it mentioned it as Hall of Fame players or any of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a tremendous, I think it's a tremendous film in every level. If you like the sport of baseball, you're going to be happy with it. If you like intrigue and mystery and, uh, you know, the ne'er-do-well side of, of uh, the sort of the dark side of, of the sport, well, then there's that for you. And if you just like an all-star cast, I mean, there's, holy crow, I mean, everybody's in it. Charlie Sheen, name them. I mean, there's yep. so many great uh, actors. He, of course, jumps out. Uh, Christopher Lloyd is in it. Um, the other one would be a hockey film, of course, for me. And while I would think most people might cite Slapshot um, as, as a number one, uh, for me, it's got to be a Miracle which was brought to us by Disney, of all people. I'm not really a Disney guy, but um, I think um, Miracle, the story of the 1980 um, Olympic team, obviously, that went on and and won the gold against all odds, I think that's an awesome, awesome film. Uh, Herb Brooks is a hero. My favorite line, I use it uh, because I'm sort of a coach at my job. Uh, When he meets the players and he introduces himself, he says, Good afternoon. My name is Herb Brooks. I'll be your coach. I won't be your friend. If you're looking for a friend, I suggest you find one. What a great way to set the table. Uh, yeah, I love trouble. Do, you, do you have trouble making friends, Mark? <laughs> oh, well, I'll, I'll tell you. You got you to gotta cut that line. You got to cut that line. You know, I mean, what are we here for? Let's make sure what we're here for. You know, he's telling them, listen, you guys don't have enough talent. You can't win on talent alone. you gotta, you got to do it as a team. Great stuff. Those are my two favorites that jumped right out, and I just had to throw them to you uh, again before you got off the air. And I look forward to you posting that up on the on the uh, 
on the Frat House Sports Net uh, website, dude. Well, and in fact, you'll be able to vote uh, on both of those, uh, Mark, because both of those movies that you just mentioned did make our ballot and did make the list. Eight Men Out is on the baseball list uh, ballot that you'll be able to vote on. This will be an interactive poll, too. Uh, once yeah. I get this up there, folks, you'll be able to actually go in and, and vote on these, and your vote will be counted. And then what we're going to do, which is going to be really cool, next Friday we will announce the results in each one of the categories and who came out to be number one. Uh, and then we're going to go another week with those number ones in each one of those categories, and we're going to ask Ray to vote on what they think is the best of those to make oh, very overall cool. number one uh, best uh, sports film. Uh, but both of the ones that you just mentioned, uh, Mark, are on the cut ballot. So hockey for Hockey Miracle is on there. Obviously, it really had to be on there. Uh, you know, it's funny you bring up Slapshot because I made the point yesterday. You know, you say hockey movie, and that's the first one everybody mentions. Absolutely. Uh, but I made the comment that I, I – and maybe it's me, you know, and I, I was joking with Jonathan yesterday. Maybe, you know, for people that know me really, really well, it might be a situation where I just take my sports way too seriously. Slapshot is not a hockey film. It's slapstick. Let's get it straight. And so, therefore, while it was a good film, and while as a youngster I had to go and see it in the theater, it was an enjoyable film, and we laughed at it. I can't put it down as a true, really true, good sports film because it's improbable, it's completely implausible, and it's slapstick. So, you know, really, I would sooner go to a more contemporary hockey film like Goon than I would to Slapshot. So that that was some of the argument I was making yesterday for a lot of the movies that were coming up. Because there are movies on here that are, are, um, you know, kind of humorous looks at each one of the sports, you know. You know, Bad News Bears, I can't – I don't know. I mean, that's on the baseball list. I well, had a little bit yeah. of a problem with it, but – Yeah, you know. I would agree. I mean, listen, it's North uh, Dallas 40 uh, yep. versus, let's say, Brian's song. Right, okay? exactly. Um, you know, um, one's, one's, again, sort of a slapstick. One's a little more a pathos, but, uh, you know, they both have the element of the sport uh, couched in, in, their, uh, in their feature. So you look at them and you say, well, they're both – football movies, but really, um, which one is kind of the meat and which one's sort of the fast? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, and, and I'm, I, you know, I hate to sound like I'm being, you know, a, like like I said, a purist or something, um, but somehow or another I got to go, you know, I got to go with something that's a little more realistic than something that's just kind of a joke or making fun. I mean, when we got into the whole boxing thing, you know, obviously – you say boxing, what's the first word that comes out of everybody's mouth? It's Rocky. Right, he's going to say Rocky. But really, when it comes right down to it, Rocky was a fictional story. And and it's, you know, while it's, while it's a great feel-good story, and while all of us from the Philadelphia region just love to embrace it, it's, uh, it's uh, okay. It's, it's, it's a good film, but it's, uh, I don't know, you know. I don't know if it would be my number one. Raging Bull, I think I have to put up there a little bit higher just because of its historical perspective. Well, I yeah. Put Requiem for well, a Heavyweight. That Requiem I for a Heavyweight. Requiem for a Heavyweight probably would be one there, too. That one, too, though, hinges on a, a pretty much a fictional 
Uh, yeah, that's a generalized representation, but I agree. It's a little more true to the spirit of a fighter. Right. Absolutely, man. I'm in Pittsburgh and it's raining. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I'm in Pittsburgh and it's raining. Real good news for you, and I'm going to let you go so you can yep. wrap up here. Um, I'm going to be in um, Eagleville uh, for Easter. Well, that sounds wonderful. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm going to have to stop in and visit the Brad House. Um, I think that would have to be on this. Absolutely. That's, that's looking like tomorrow. Listen, i got to oh. tell you, for, for everybody that's uh, that's in Eagleville, it's required stopping in at the Brad House. That's for sure. Uh, I mean, you know, you can't, you can't find a friendlier place. Well, no, and that's the thing. I just thought <laughs> I had to put it out there. I had to put it out there. I, I'm, I'm, I'm in need of a fix. i got to come down. i got to get my Brad House fixed. And uh, of course we'll talk off air, uh, but I'm coming your way, brother. We're gonna we're gonna have a couple days. I actually have I swung Monday off, so I actually have tomorrow and Monday. Ah, there you go. There you um, go. Looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. That'll be excellent, man. Excellent. I'm looking forward to it myself. All right, real good. I'll let you go. You wrap it up, and uh, I'll I'll chat with you after. You got it, man. All right, Thanks dude. Thanks. Thanks for calling. All right, you got it. Talk to you. You got it. All right, all right. So there you go. Uh, I'm glad uh, Mark called in there and reminded me about that movie stuff. Um, if you heard that program yesterday, or even if you didn't, now look, if you didn't, you can get it in the archive. Just go to uh, on Blog Talk Radio. Just uh, you know, go out to uh, Fan Junkies Radio. And uh, yesterday's program, I believe, was that I can let you know right now it was number 82. Number 82, same number as our. Five minutes at the frat house this week, uh, and if you find that one, you, and you can hear the whole program. And uh, Jonathan and I were breaking down the best sports movies, which was a lot of fun. And we're going to make that an interactive thing, and that's going to be up on both FanJunkies.net. You want? Oh, by the way, you want to get over to FanJunkies.net? Join that up. That's uh, where sports meets social networking. All right, uh, FanJunkies.net. Just it's completely free. It takes you just a couple of seconds to join up with that. It's like the old Facebook. And all of us nuts, sports nuts are over there. You can go in there, and you can you can get with me, get with Jonathan at any time over there on FanJunkies.net. Uh, but we're going to have a interactive. We'll have an interactive ballot up there for all of our sports movies that we discussed yesterday, and we're going to let you guys vote on those. That'll be over on uh, FratHouseSports.net, and it will be up on FanJunkies.net as well. Okay. All right, that's our that's our program for the 30th of March. Uh, here, please don't forget next week, Frat House Saturday. I will be coming to you at a new time. I'll be coming to you at 1 p.m. and we will be there at the 1 p.m. spot until uh, well, sometime in early September. So 1 p.m. is now 1 p.m. now on Saturdays for our Frat House Saturday here. Alrighty, one more thing I'm going to ask you to do. You know what it is. You got to keep us real. You got to keep us live, and you got to keep us going. I'll see you next week at 1 o'clock. Take care. Maybe you're a 49ers fan in Jacksonville or a Jets fan in Houston, and you're looking to connect with fellow fans from hundreds or thousands of miles away. Look no further than FanJunkies.net. FanJunkies.net is a social networking site dedicated to fans of every team and every league. Connect with baseball, football, basketball, and hockey fans from throughout the country and throughout the world. Get the latest news, take polls, and interact in live chats on game day. And best of all, it's absolutely free to join. Sign up today at FanJunkies.net. 
FanJunkies.net, where sports meets social networking.